I do not have the energy for small talk or pleasantries. I'm just going to say a list of words, and you respond, all right? You can say anything. Robot. Mouseketeer. Britney Spears. Uh, Arkansas. Chicken. Firefighter. Mr. Pibb. Lead on. Marketability. Nothing? Well, you said I could. It, you didn't say. Oh, it was it's true. It is. It is. It is. And optional. you kind of sounded like you'd prefer if I didn't. So. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta get through this list. She told me she loves me. another time uh see i don't know when you want when we would do this we skip a week say it's the holidays okay we've never skipped a week before i know it's crazy i i don't know if i'm ready for this um do you want to so i have i have the most amazing notes i'm seriously very excited both about tunnels and broccoli of all things broccoli is crazy interesting but what we can do is save these you and I can spend five minutes riffing, uh, okay. and uh, we can call that, you know, a little bonusy thing, and then that would be, you know, sort of a consolation prize. I, I can put the sparkle on. Can you? You know me. Do I? I think you've gone to great lengths to make sure I don't quite know you. Huh. I think, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're very crafty. <laughs> I've never been described as crafty, <laughs> except one time. Because I've dug a little deeper than most. <laughs> um, except you know when people learn I knit, sometimes they're like, "Oh, you're pretty crafty, huh?" And oh, no, yeah. I'm in fact not crafty. I just know how you to do knit. things with seashells. That's all. <laughs> I think knowing how to knit in some ways is the opposite of crafty. Because knitting doesn't really require a lot of creativity if you get down to it. Well, is that what craftiness? So craftiness is kind of hard to define, don't you think? It's, um, like it requ- It's like an interesting combination of um, being good with your hands and resourcefulness, and being able to think on your feet. Is there some um, think on your feet? I never thought of that as a crafty uh, uh, attribute. I do. I absolutely do. Like so, like. Um, you're knitting, and then someone just bursts in and says, Catherine, quick, you need to knit me a dragon. And you're like, hang on, i got to find a way to turn this into a dragon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I, right. I have to start over if I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> and I need, like, three weeks, so. <laughs> Look, I, can you just, like, put together some kind of list of deliverables you'd like? And uh, I'll come uh, back with we'll a project ship it to a project timeline. manager. <laughs> yeah. Look at this Gantt chart I knitted. <laughs> I might be able to turn a project into a Gantt chart. I think I might be able. I might be that crafty, but I I love this idea. I would. Oh man, like a, a knitted Gantt chart would be amazing. <laughs> like one of those. Um, what are those called? The the needlepoint things. Yeah. Where it's like stitch design. Yeah. And put that on the wall. That'd be awesome. Oh, now I'm thinking of ways to make a knitted Gantt, like a functional Gantt chart. So you would. Um, Basically, you'd have to be able to take lengths of yarn and move them around, right? And those would represent timelines? I might use, like, buttons. 
so that you could move it around. What? I would knit oh, little that's like pretty, cords, so... and then they'd be like have buttons on it, and you can like roll them up so it would be shorter or longer. Right. This is so cool. <laughs> Maybe I am crafting. <laughs> this might this might literally be the perfect gift for like a project management type person. That's pretty. Who's sweet. also like cutesy and fun. <laughs> I, I'd like to be that someday. Well, would I? I don't know. Would you? I don't know. Project management's one of those things where it's like, if you got a good head on your shoulders and like, <laughs> like, it is a good job and it's also a job for people who are good at things. Uh-huh. And yet at the end of the day, it still seems like everyone goes, yeah, but project management. Ah, yeah. Right? I think like, it, I don't know if I'm it wrong It turns there. people with good heads under the sh- on their shoulders into jerks. <laughs> Well, because nothing is doable, and that's the thing you slowly begin to realize. <laughs> nothing works. Everyone is terrible. And it was completely silly for us to even try this in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I feel Let's that way home. now, like, just under our project manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my last uh, project manager spent a lot of time going, this is okay. We kind of expected this. Which it was just like... He, he was right. he was big on soothing voice. I'd say that he was was his number one skill. I I think a lot of people respond really well to that though. Yeah, it's it's surprising. I think uh, it's it's so supposedly with um infants, maybe not infants, but like toddlers when they're screaming and they're being uh they're throwing a fit, you don't yell at them because that just uh blows up the situation. You're supposed to sort of talk very quietly, so that they have to quiet down to hear you, and then suddenly we're all talking like this. And everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so silly how uh how thoroughly I think that does translate to working professionals as well. So if someone uh walks into a room and they go <laughs> See, okay, yeah. no no no. Like I don't think <laughs> I could stop myself from responding to that with the same pattern. Um, like I don't, I just, I don't think I could do it. I think it would just be automatic in my brain, and I would stop and pay attention to them. <laughs> well, I think, especially for me, that was a lot of work. But if you go for the full, like I always do, the last two claps, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe this is an East Coast thing. Is that the pattern that grade school teachers use? <laughs> On the east coast uh, and on the west coast. I don't think that was mm, no. That I don't think there was any any clapping uh, and organization oriented clapping done. Really, it was a big tool yeah. in every classroom that I was ever in. Well, were your teachers also big tools? Was that the the connection here? No, or? they were. You know, I mean, I really admire the teachers of just teachers in general. Criminy, especially like the younger they are, the more I admire them. Because the more you're just trying to reason with idiots who have no ability to reason. <laughs> you, the younger the children, you mean. It, yeah, it, it the would be like a reasoning with, um, I don't know, little kookaburras. <laughs> kookaburras. The birds. The ones who live in the old gum tree. <laughs> oh, what am I thinking of? Capybaras? Capybaras. The large rodents? Yeah, because uh, children are kind of like about like the size of capybaras that's probably right I, yeah i think i'd rather hang out with a kookaburra than a capybara but Me too. i guess i've never hung out with either so who knows i, th- I think capybaras are uh, really messy which is a big part of this analogy 
much like children. I mean, thank God capybaras don't have glitter in the wild because otherwise the, the Amazon River Basin would just be such a mess. <laughs> and macaroni. <laughs> yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be unrecoverable. <laughs> Forget what we're doing in the rainforest. What about the capybaras? <laughs> Nature got itself into this mess. I'll be damned if I'm going to help it back out of it. Well, it's by that logic that I don't help people in my day-to-day or with my work. Uh, you got yourself into this mess? Yeah, and I'm not going to get you out of it. He mankind. I'm surprised you I, I feel like uh, th- then this is this is um, what you would say to your, your client or your, your boss when they say, hey, turns out we didn't see this thing coming uh, work this weekend. No, it was like it was in the scope, but it, was, it didn't really get passed down <laughs> appropriately. Oh. It was one of these lack of reading problems. Yeah, one of those lack of reading problems. Oh, it's everywhere. How does it happen? Um, people not being thorough, I think. I mean, this is, I, I believe, I may be wrong, I believe this is the vast uh, majority of the reason lawyers have jobs. Like, their job is pretty much just like, hey, read this real close, would you? Yeah. Tell me what it says. Because uh, I don't want to read it. And then the second part of their job, and, and find a way for me to not do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, read what it says and then, like, write up something with the opposite and, you know, we'll we'll work off that. Something scary, ideally. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way you get away with that is you draw big scary pictures on uh, on the piece of paper. <laughs> Monsters. Why yeah, why aren't figures more decorative in legal documents? I don't know. So, the legal size of paper is extra long. And I feel like the extra length really should just be there for sort of uh, dragons swirling around the borders and, uh, you know, figure three, Cerberus, the three-headed dog, which will eat you if you break this contract. That sort of thing. (laughs) Um, I think some people might know that Cerberus doesn't exist. And so that's kind they might pick up that that's kind of an empty threat. I don't know. This is kind of like the Santa Claus thing. Like, I feel like you're not supposed to just, like, let that out of the bag. (laughs) Oops. You never know what children are uh, are listening. Ah, uh, sorry, children. I'm sorry <laughs> you're no longer longer constantly living in fear of Cerberus, the three-headed dog. <laughs> it's my he bad. He could be anywhere. <laughs> He's outside. What's that barking? Oh no, I hear multiple barkings. <laughs> wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be amazing if we if we taught kids not just these sort of um, uh, benign kind of happy, fluffy lies, you know, Easter Bunny, uh, let's ruin all of them, Tooth Fairy, all that stuff. But we also, like, bothered to throw in things like Medusa. And, <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I think if I ever have kids, which, you know, I don't want to, um, that's definitely my playbook. <laughs> yeah, if you have kids, you'll take revenge on them for existing by At least, like, if suggesting someone, for no reason. If someone tries to, like tell my kid that santa claus exists i'll also be like yeah but you gotta watch out for medusa because she's always battling with santa claus and it's like a whole thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah well if he would stop trying to deliver presents to all those snakes i mean (laughs) snakes notoriously hate presents know that snakes are evil that's that's gonna be a big theme of this kid's childhood (laughs) (laughs) if you were to know one thing it is that snakes are evil (laughs) But, just collect various myths and books on, on the evilness of snakes. <laughs> but seriously, though, I think um, like adding other mythology and like treating it treating it as though it's real to a child might like lessen the blow of Easter Bunny and the Santa Claus and that realization. Because 
It's like, if you throw in more and more totally improbable things, they'll start to figure out, like, oh, this is all just a story. Okay. Okay, fine. So, so your idea is, instead of sort of having to break it to them, you know, like a, like an awkward breakup, <laughs> oh, we need to talk. You instead force them to figure it out on their own by going further and further with it and just seeing how far you can stretch yeah. it. Again, yeah. Again, like breaking up with someone by being more and more terrible. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> Until yeah. they do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never had the ch- opportunity to do that, so I think I'd just do it with my child in the form of ridiculous stories. <laughs> so it's like, uh, maybe they don't figure out Santa Claus. Maybe they're okay with the Medusa idea. They're like, well, I haven't seen it, but I've never been to Asia, so who knows? <laughs> Why does uh, Medusa live in Asia? <laughs> uh, well, she's Asian. Well, no, Greece is not Asia. No, nope, it's Europe. It's not. Um, well, because it's the far mystical east to children. Okay. You know how children well, are. Well, they're always confusing Asia and Greece. Yeah, that's their problem. <laughs> What's, um,. I mean, what, what else are you going to tell them about Asia? You, you, your pick is uh, you can, like, be, well, it's a place where a bunch of people live. Or you can say <laughs> that crazy beasts live there and it's a place with magic. Or you can say that it's a terrifying place full of Chinese people who are going to take us all over. And I think we all agree that last one is the worst one to say. Uh-huh. And probably the first one is the one you should say. But it's hard to resist that second one now, isn't it? You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually just going to show this child... Um, it might even not even be my child in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Random children. All of Xena, and just insist that it's a documentary. It's in Asia. Yeah, and season five takes yeah. place in Asia, so that takes care of that question. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would do? Here, here would be my method: uh-huh. is uh, you, you get the never-ending story, and you watch that. Okay. And then when uh, Falcor, the dragon dog, comes on the screen, my spirit animal, tell them that uh, um. Your dog. Or, even better, you say, like, hey, do you want to go get a baby Falcor? And then we go to the pound and we pick up a, a fluffy white dog like that. And you insist, <laughs> insist that the dog will turn into Falcor in about ten years. <laughs> now, either the dog, the, the kid is going to figure out, I hope, within ten years. But if not, you know, unfortunately, the dog will die eventually. But, I mean, most dogs live longer than ten years. Unless it's a mm-hmm. big dog. Which, white fluffy dogs. They're usually pretty small. Oh, depending on the dog, for sure. Yeah. Let's say 10 to 20, though. Yeah. You can never tell. Their life cycle's all different. Okay, so if it's like a small breed, then you go 20 years, and a big dog, you go 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but isn't, isn't it the perfect <laughs> idea? You tell them, no, 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 they metamorphosed. <laughs> they, they, uh, that's, what, what's left is just the chrysalis. <laughs> uh, and so it's now a flying dog somewhere in the sky. In fact, this is what I now choose to believe about dogs. <laughs> they fly to dog heaven where they have little animal. Wait, what? What was Atreyu's deal? <laughs> what was the? I I don't know. Uh, Why was he special? Was he? He was a luck dragon. I can't tell well, you anything. Well, I, I know that Falcor was a luck dragon. I yeah. know far more about Falcor than any other aspect of Neverending Story. I, I, it's, it seems to me to be clearly the best, but I am not a never-ending story scholar. A never-ending scholar, if you will. Um, <laughs> well, you are a never-ending scholar. So You're just not a never-ending story scholar. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah. There's another great business card uh, title. Never-ending, never-ending scholar. scholar. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like it. Um, I would take but, five uh, of them, and I would cross out 
the collar and write story. And, <laughs> and then I would just sort of intersperse them in so you would hand out your card without think about, thinking about it. And one of them might say never ending story. That's me. <laughs> Supposedly that book uh, is about like five times as long as the movie. Like the movie just stops. Like, I don't know. There's like some, eight some, sequels Like a third though. of the way into the book. Are there? There's like a ton of sequels. Really trying to live up to that name. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think, yeah, that was a joke that was made once before. All right. Fine. About all the sequels. Well, yes. and Except that I keep finding out it's even longer. So I guess in a way. <laughs> Yeah, I think one anyway. like Sebastian forgets who he is or something, and then another Sebastian's the kid. The luck dragon beats up Sebastian's bullies, which you know, Falcor <laughs> is my spirit animal. All right, your spirit animal, you specifically. Well, everybody has their own spirit animal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sh- should I know mine? Julie has Hello Kitty. Really? Yeah. What's the deal with Hello Kitty? Do we She's a girl that loves line? to make friends, according to Yogurt Land. What is Yogurt Land? <laughs> this what is just Yogurt keeps getting Land? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? This is all just nonsense. <laughs> oh, man, you are out of the loop. Yogurt Land Oh, yeah, is, I'm out of the uh... loop on Hello Kitty facts. <laughs> Goodness. No, Yogurt Land is common knowledge. It's just... Among children, They just I have, like a, like, a really strong franchising, like, deal with Sanrio. So that, like... Sanrio? Sanrio is Hello Kitty's company. Wow, do you know nothing okay. about Japan? Okay. I know very little. Uh, it seems pretty cool, but I just <laughs> don't know much about it. So, Yogurt Land is the land in which all of the Hello Kitty characters reside? No. You got your Hello Kitty, no, there's, there's a not, turtle of some nope, kind? No. No? no. Uh, Sanrio right. is like uh, the Disneyland, or like Disney, but with Hello Kitty characters. So it's not okay. like they all live in the same Disney universe. It's like they're just all characters owned by the same company. Right. And they cross over as is profitable. Which is fair. I mean, this is <laughs> functionally the way all uh, media works. But it's not like a like a strict universe as per Marvel or DC, where fans get really upset about <laughs> about lack of continuity. It seems to me that the uh, Sanrio people have not provided enough footholds into that universe to really even get upset about anything. It's more like sort of just jumping into a big pool of colors and cuteness. There's no facts to know. You can't get upset. Well, I think um, I think if you lo- there's like a Hello Kitty cartoon and stuff, and I think that's how it started. I don't know, Is really. There? I, th- I don't think even that's know how this. It started, though. Yeah, huh. it was the Hello Kitty cartoon, and then. She's a she's a girl that likes to make friends, according to Yogurtland, which we'll get to. Hold off. No, no, I'm still. I just. I have so many questions. My curiosity is so deep here. Now, Yogurtland is an American company. Okay. That's one of those froyo places where with the things and you put your own toppings on and. Right, and then you pay by weight. Yeah, one of those places. They have a licensing deal with Sanrio. Right. So, like, Hello Much Kitty as, is Much uh, as, uh, what's a good example? There's examples of that, right? Uh, I've never seen it, like, to this degree. Mm. There was a time, uh, when I was very into Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country, you know, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, Kitty Kong, Funky Kong. Diddy Kong, Kong Racing the Kongs, the was, my, like, my favorite N64 game. Oh, it's the best, best game. game. When I was in college, um, you know, supposedly an adult, mind you. 
uh, I saw that Diddy Kong Racing was coming out again as a handheld for the DS, and I went into this kid kid's room who I'd like just met down the hall, and but I knew that he was he like had liked that game, and I was like, "Dude, Diddy Kong Racing is coming out for the handheld," and he was like, "Yeah," and I didn't really. And talk that's to him yeah, that's when that. you know we're not going to be friends. Yeah, um, that was the end of it. it, it also in college, a boy liked me so much that he bought Diddy Kong Racing for his N64 because I told him I liked it. Wait, are you like 10 years older than me? <laughs> Wait. No, I, he just, you know, had an N64. It's like having an Atari. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't think that's a huge investment. That that seems, uh, I it mean, was that's like about $20. the cost of a... Uh... 20 we, even. I, was, I'm surprised, I mean, I but... think we got more than $20 out of of enjoyment out of it. Did you did you use him just for the the video game or was this uh uh, uh was this a romance that bloomed over over hours of Diddy Kong Racing? Um Yogurt Land is still curious to me. <laughs> I just It's it's also very curious to me and I live just down the street from one. <laughs> Um, be- because of the branding, that's what's so curious. It's very, what, what, very unique branding. Why is it so thoroughly branded? Uh, I think because it started, um, with Asian girls in high school in, like, L.A. going to get yogurt. Of course. And Asian girls in high school love Hello Kitty. Okay, that's good to know. Um, yeah. Noting, noting. Julie has a story about how she took out her um like all of her and her friends which she went to a, like a predominantly asian school and so she was paying for something with all of huh. her friends and they took out their debit cards and they all had hello kitty debit cards like all of them <laughs> i it already seems really la to me for people in high school to all have debit cards anyway let alone personalized ones that are hello kitty yeah I, I, did i have a debit card no i think i had a debit card what? You had a different situation, though. I mean, you were yeah. you were away from home. It kind of makes a little more sense. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I didn't have a debit card until junior year, I think, though. Yeah, I, I believe I got a debit card my as I transitioned to college, actually. And then I got a credit card at the end of college. Mm. Yeah. So. Do you use your credit card bunker. often? What do you use your credit card for? All the time. I'm always really curious what people use their credit cards for. Everything I can use it for because I just hate cash. I hate it so much. Well, yeah, but I mean, I use a debit card. I never carry cash, but I use a debit card. So what do you use your credit card for? Eh, I kind of use them interchangeably, to be honest. Really? I actually lean on the credit card more because uh, it, it earns me Amtrak reward points. Yeah, exactly. And then I can take the train you got the places. the Amtrak credit card? Yeah, I do. Oh, interesting. It's... Uh, I was unnecessarily excited about so, it. So um, I found out recently that Nordstrom has a debit card now. So oh, I'm thinking of switching be... to the Bank of Nordstrom. <laughs> <laughs> they basically trade in clothes, right? And here's why. <laughs> it's a cashless uh, organization. No, you get points and then you can get points at, at, oh my goodness, and then you get little $20, just like $20 certificates to spend at Nordstrom. Anyway. Oh my God. The but... gamification people are, we're like, they are years and years behind the credit card people because- this is what it is to me. Like, I'm excited when I spend things on that stupid Amtrak card because I'm like, yes, points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But here's the real reason I want to switch to Nordstrom. Their debit cards, okay. I assume their debit cards are the same as their credit cards. And their credit cards are, like, super shiny. They're like mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. They're really fun. Yeah, people will think you're a, you're a high flyer. Which you are in many ways. Well, you know, I try. Yeah, just not necessarily in the fungible assets way. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> ah, you get that. Um... Yogurt Land, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Taco Taco Bell. Wait, Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. That's why I mentioned Donkey Kong in the first oh, place was okay. when I was impressionable about Donkey Kong Country. I, uh, I, I, I actually started going to Taco Bell a lot because very briefly they were, like, co-branded. They were maybe giving away toys. I don't even know. This is the crazy thing is, like, literally they just put the two images next to each other. And I was like, Taco Bell, we're going. We're going now. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, that's how I feel now about Taco Bell, though. Are you, uh, you're, you're still a big Taco Bell I'm person. I'm still a big Taco Bell person. Tim, I really haven't changed uh, too much. No? No. What have you been doing the past two years? Just, just being the same. I went into a, what do you call them? Cocoon. Cocoon? No, no, no. Like, a, it's like a scientific cocoon. <laughs> It's like a science um, word for cocoon. A lab. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't say academia. Uh, <laughs> uh, something about grant writing. I don't know. No, no, no. Um, it's it, uh, uh, cryostasis. A, a like a cryostasis chamber. Biostasis. That'll work. Yeah, I think cryostasis is actually what it's called. Cryostasis? I went into a cryostasis chamber. That would be if it was cold. Maybe I'm getting right? this from a science. Yeah, I was frozen. For two years. Oh, you were frozen in, in some sort of carbonate. Yeah, or however long it's right. been since we've known each other. I don't know. Okay. Who cares? I'm surprised I didn't notice. Um, You've just been frozen s still screaming. Oh, I should have just gone uh, for the carbonite <laughs> yeah. reference there. Ugh. Work with me here. Work with me. <laughs> All right. I guess this was a show. Uh, that's the Doom to Fail uh, bonus podcast for this week. Um, happy holidays, everybody. And uh, we will see you with more crazy things and more realish shows. With actual Soon. topics. Actual topics. That's what we aim for. As near as we ever come. <laughs> that's, that's our gold that's standard. Gold one. Oh, gosh. All right, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. She sees what she wants to see